0: Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your
1: Monday? It's hot. It's hot, Dennis. We got August in America mm-hmm. in, the, in the northern that's hemisphere.
0: That's a that's an accurate statement.
1: Yeah, I mean August is always super hot for our, our, our weekly weather report. But man, whoo, hot and humid. I felt like I was in Florida this week.
0: The, I um, I am in uh, southern Indiana. This week, well, Mm -hmm. this weekend, this recent, recently ended weekend, whatever. It's uh, complicated. Um, (laughs) Weekend. I did not, uh, yeah, I did not drive up to your place to record in person for scheduling reasons. It's a little further than Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I realized. And so I came down with dad on Saturday. Saturday? Days are kind of a blur. Um... Saturday late morning and we met my brother David in uh where Marion Indiana
1: oh what's up not sure weird place out there yeah it's
0: yeah it's up there it's between Fort Wayne and Muncie
1: yeah, yeah.
0: uh kind of kind of area I actually thought we were going to Muncie anyway he wanted to look at a property there it's like a um like a complex of uh not apartments and not really townhouses cuz they're like they're like 100 years old. So hmm. maybe you would call them townhouses, but they're they're old like similar to a couple of the places we've stayed uh for Gencon. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um like if you think of the way that last house was shaped with the brick kind of stone porch and the yeah. old mm-hmm. plaster and and stuff. Anyway, he was looking at that as an investment. I don't think he's going to jump on it the current Previous owners have, uh, not kept it up and consequently neither have the renters. Mm, uh, just, just real, real rough inside. Anyway, I didn't need to get into that detail, (laughs) but I rode down with dad Saturday, met David on the way to look at that property. And then yesterday, Sunday, um, unloaded a load of boxes and furniture for mom and dad's, uh, move.
1: All right. Dad got a
0: big, uh. Yeah, he got a big trailer. It's like 24 feet, um, the kind of trailer you put a race car in. <laughs> All right. And uh, that was it was full of stuff, and so we spent most of the day yesterday unloading in that heat you mentioned and uh, sweating profusely.
1: Yeah, we went. We Sydney and I went. Up, decided to go well, trail walking. I mean, here in Southern Indiana, we do have some um, really nice trails mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we can go on and hiking. And we decided to go to a, a popular place around this area called Brown County. And uh, they have a huge state park there. Yeah. State got some, park. Uh, got some beautiful uh, travel trails. And we decided to go walking on them. But holy moly. I mean, and it got worse the next day. So we're, I'm actually really luck, glad that we didn't do it the next day. And um, mm. we we were, were going through and just it was it wasn't I mean, it wasn't stupid hot. I never don't. it's not interesting to talk about how hot it is, but. When I talk about <laughs> not liking winter, I have to, you know, accept that summer has its terrible times too. That I'm happy to escape with nice, cool air conditioning occasionally.
0: I mean, but, the, yeah, uh, Brown County is is fairly wooded, so did you at least get some shade?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the trails, it, mm. it, and that's the thing about some place you can go. And if you're if you're listening in California, it's 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 easy to say, well, it's you know, eighty five, ninety degrees. It's one thing, um, but even in the shade, in places like Indiana for America or uh, Georgia and Florida, places like that, they, it's uh, the humidity level stays such that mm-hmm. the air, no matter where you're shade or not, it's still that oppressive heat and difficulty mm-hmm. to breathe. You know, I, I, I love mm-hmm. the West yeah. Coast um, and sometimes what the Upper West Coast is like this too is that you know it's it's hot, but you don't you can still run right because you don't have that problem of breathing thick air. Um, but when we were on our trail out there, you're, you're, you're walking up these very steep steps, you know, hundreds of steps in the woods and I'm on a real steep incline and you can't breathe very well. It's very difficult. Um, but anyway, it, it, we, were one of those things you get done and you're like, we we did it, right? We we did it. Um, Mm -hmm. but the, uh, the bugs like us too. It's the, uh was one uh, horse flight instead of just follow us the entire trip and you know liked our smell <laughs> which is great we did come across in the woods a, a gigantic wasp nest like you would see in the movies like the size of a a mm. bee in the tree nest type things that you would see you know like a big one yeah yeah and there was a, mm. i guess two there and i was like holy cow you know we're we're going to turn around right here and head on back but yeah well anyway it's a I did see a lot of people out camping when we were there because we used to go by the campgrounds and and mm-hmm. it's yeah. I I do enjoy the camping. St- State
0: park there is very popular. I
1: I cannot imagine like I've stayed out, I've camped out when it's been stupid human hot. I just don't see the appeal of it. I, r- I really don't. Where you just like lay down and even at night it's still that temperature.
0: Yeah, we did that. My my most memorable experience, like I, I've mentioned before, we used to do Civil War reenacting, right? Which is its mm-hmm. own kind of. Like you don't have you don't have the modern um like active wear that's you know wicking and and all of that stuff like the really expensive stuff you get from columbia and and r e i you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about yep we didn't have that, but we also didn't have like t shirts and jeans right right which i I think are kind of in the sweet spot in like the worst of both worlds when it comes to. <laughs> handling the heat like the the pants at least i mean, i can't speak to the women's fashion but for the guys the men um we had like kind of heavy pants mm-hmm. but they're this like loose weave wool so they kind of breathe more than even denim does oh okay um well a lot more than denim does and
1: i just wondered how like the, back then they they wore these full clothes outfits and the, how they even did that i don't know
0: yeah, I, I mean, I think they just did. It was just you know, you didn't go out in public in a certain way, and who knows in the you know, like in the army, it might have been a different, a different situation. But the the shirts were a hundred percent cotton, and so they're not going to wick. But you are going <laughs> to this kind of gross. But you are going to sweat into them, and then any little bit of breeze is going to cool you down because you are soaked, it's
1: soaked stuff, um, yeah. I mean, I, you see those pictures but, of the like people in World War II in the 30s and the thirties and the twenties and. They're in full jackets in the summer. And I'm like, well, how do they do that? Yeah. How do they do yeah. that?
0: And I mean, you know, I guess you just you just get used to it to an extent. I mean, there's no air conditioning. But yeah, we camped in the heat. We usually, we would kind of like avoid the event that happened in August. Right? Because mm-hmm. when we started, there would, there would be one a month through the summer, like from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And then... One, one, the first weekend in October was the one we always looked forward to. Like, it was kind of risky. You could still get rain and, like, you know, freezing, you know, snow and be too cold. But most of the time, it was just perfect because it was cool enough to be wearing all the heavy, you know, period clothes, um, but not so cold that you're, like, you know, putting on. Coats and long johns and 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 stuff underneath. Right. Um. But when we did, when we did Gettysburg, um, Gettysburg is, um, right in July, like in the middle of of summer, and we did the hundred fiftieth in twenty thirteen, and it was just like you just spend all day sweating, and because it's open field, there's no shade, and then. I always remember it as I'd go to bed at night and just pass out like exhausted from you know being in the heat all day heat exhaustion
1: yeah and then
0: sure. and and I would sleep really well like better than than I normally do at camp but then I would wake up at like 6:30 or 7 as the sun's coming up and I'm like well I have to I have to get up now because my tent is turning into an oven
1: and oven, yeah, you feel like you're baking, right? Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. That's, a lot yeah. of times, I'd wake up from camping with that kind of stuff. Yeah, August is the worst. That's that's the moral of our story, people. It's it's the worst. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's the the equivalent of January, maybe, right in, in the winter.
0: Uh, in in cold places, yeah.
1: Cold places. February. Oh yeah, I guess if you're flipped in New Zealand or something. Right, yeah, right right now in New Zealand it's uh what springtime so they're they're happy uh so yeah. i what did i get do this weekend i got to watch um i watched some uh, some old shows that uh, sydney and i got to sit down and watch that she hadn't seen before um we watched mm. uh i introduced her to her first jack ryan show we watched some of all fears with um mm. uh, B- batman ben affleck um okay I, yeah explain to her what like seeing. what jack ryan is and she tried to she tried to get me to explain to her because I was trying to tell her that this, you know, this character is in all these movies and books. And she's like, So it's like in his life. And I was like, well, kind of. Like, but they every movie they change like the age of his wife and mm-hmm. if he has kids or <laughs> if he's met him or his co workers are different ages than they were mm-hmm. and they're nothing's the same but they're kind of the same. She's like, What would you call that? I'm like, I don't know. Is it is it the same? world is it, she's like is it like variants like from loki I was like i guess maybe you know that's <laughs> what it is so watch that and watch it
0: d- go ahead yeah i don't know i don't know if i've read any i've read a little bit of tom clancy and i've probably read one or two of those jack ryan books and i think that they sort of went in order but I it might have been a little more like james bond where you know he could do a couple stories that all happen in the same year or whatever um because their period uh at least oh, i yeah. think their period. Well, you know, well, no the one,
1: the ones that the movies Novels. are mostly very russian and american type stuff is what they
0: seem Yeah, to yeah, on. Tom Clancy wrote a lot of that like US versus Russia spy kind of stuff. The one i know i read was um Red Storm Rising, which mm. is like when the cold war negotiations fail and all of the thing. It's like the the biggest one of his books and also has the most characters. It's out of his uh it's outside of his Jack Ryan s- series, typical stuff. Oh, but
1: well, I—I don't think I've read any of his books, but I do enjoy. I think all of the movies. I think there's not a Jack Ryan mm. thing that I've have seen that not enjoyed. But I, I tend to like those. Like I like the Jack Reacher stuff. I love you know those kind of shows. Uh, I watched the first mm-hmm. season of the Jack Ryan series with uh, I keep on Jim from oh. the office. Um, with with um john krasinski john krasinski and i enjoyed that but but it's as i was telling sydney the other day is that it's good I, she was like i i loved it as she's 15 years old people remember and she said she's i said do you, let's watch this show it's a good show and she's like what what what, what is it i said what kind of movie I said, it's a thriller i want to describe it. she said what do you marry through all right so she says I'll sit down and I'll watch 10 minutes of it and we'll see what it's like. I'm like, you just, you can't do that. You can't watch a show that's meant to be watched in its <laughs> whole entirety and right. judge it on the first 10 minutes. Right. I, I didn't even know how to explain that. You know, you have to, those are shows that you do have to watch from beginning to end or there.
0: It's like, you're gonna, it's like, you're going to judge a brand new TV show based on its pilot. First <laughs> right. Episode. right. And, I mean, some shows, some shows will hook you like, you know, I watched Deadwood, and I knew in the first ten minutes that I was going to love the show. But yeah, right. Sure. Most if it's if it's like a you know miniseries kind of thing, you're just getting the prologue. You're just getting introduced to the characters. Yeah, you're ju- you're just getting the beginning of it all. So, yeah. Thankfully, she did watch the whole
1: thing and, and enjoyed it, and that that was pretty good. Um, that that is you know for a fifteen year old, it's hard it's hard to do to put your phone down and watch for anything. In my sure, time. sure, <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so I was very thankful for that, and it was really good. We also did, later on the night, she enjoys uh, a lot of Japanese animation um, or uh, foreign language films. So we I sat down and watched a show called Hero, a movie called Hero. Uh, it is a show very similar to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, it's got is, Jet uh,
0: Li. Is Jet
1: Li in that? It yeah. is. Jet Li is the, the lead in that. Plays Nameless I do-
0: character. I don't think I've seen it, but I've heard of it.
1: It's pretty good. I I, I enjoyed it a, a lot.
0: It's the name, the Japanese name, hero with a with an I. I think it's hero. with an E.
1: It's H E R O, mm. which I don't know oh, if okay. that's just like the American changing name of it or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. and it's funny because like it doesn't have to do anything with heroes or a hero. I mean, they're kind of heroes, but I mean that, that name doesn't seem to fit it properly. Um, hmm. but anyway, yeah, it's a. Uh, It's a good show. I I don't, I don't want to talk about too much, but the neat neat thing about it is that it's, it does a lot of great cinematography. I've been saying that a lot lately, but you know, just really neat vistas and uh, there's a lot of uh, this happened in the past type stuff where they're telling stories about the past and it's in a color. So all the color scheme is like their clothes are all red or something. Right. And then, Mm -hmm. um, somebody else will tell a story from a different perspective and it, and it's the same thing in the same place, but everything's blue. So hmm. you immediately know what's, you know, that it's a separate story with these people
0: and, mm-hmm. and they yeah, do right. that a lot.
1: Right. And like, that's that's, interesting. It was so very helpful. It just, and it's so beautiful. And it makes the, it makes the scene look like very artistic, but not in your face meant to be right. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, it's it's a great great thing just to just to watch and to see, and then the the story itself is pretty good too. So she enjoyed that, I enjoyed that. That was really fun. But I did watch the new thing. I watched our movie. You want to talk about that one? Sure.
0: Uh, we are talking about the 2016 uh, anime film, A Silent Voice um let's see i was looking for a studio because I, I know the studio does a couple of movies it might be the director uh naoko yamada um yeah won awards etc yeah sure yeah
1: well this is um, i i've not seen this before you have seen this before right
0: yeah i saw this so this is from as i said 2016 so it's not very old but I think I probably saw it in like 2017 maybe 2018 and I had just bits and pieces of the story that I remembered um kind of broad strokes and a few like impactful sort of um not realizations but uh you know like um what's the word I'm looking for? Thought provoking or, you know, something that happened in the film. that I was like, Oh, that makes me. And I think I mentioned this last week. Um, and so watching it again, I got to sort of relive the specifics of what happened without really remembering, um, like the narrative elements at all. Uh, yeah. so that was, that was interesting.
1: The, uh, I hate I, I hate I strongly dislike calling this anime, and and I, and I say that because hmm. I I keep going back to when we talk about anime as it being too broad of a word. It is just not a fair word to say to label anything one thing, right? All yeah. all, all, all what, this whatever medium.
0: you if if you don't watch anime and you don't know anything about it, all it ever means is Japanese animation just like we would say an animated film or a cartoon in the u.s yeah so you know ours i don't i don't think we make as much um animated content as they do in japan Mm -hmm. um maybe maybe we do and i just don't know about it you know stuff like earth's mightiest heroes cartoon and stuff like that because more more of our well a lot of japanese anime is targeted as at high schoolers i think most of ours in the us is aimed at even younger uh demographics and i'm generalizing broadly but in the us we have um we have stuff like adult swim right we have tv yeah. shows like yeah. archer and bobs burgers and bojack horseman and family guy family guy all the way down to you know uh Stuff like Paw Patrol and and Spirit and all that. So it doesn't it's not necessarily enough to say that something is animated. Yeah. Though
1: yeah. You you want to say like, hey, you we watch this show, so like it's an animated cartoon and you're like, oh, you yeah. watch Smurfs? In, like no. Right.
0: right. In 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 the US, you have about a ninety percent chance if you say something's animated, of it being for kids. Um, sure. Or, you know, like yeah, like middle schoolers at at the oldest. Yeah. Um, where in Japan it does still skew young, um, but you have all of the all of the Studio Ghibli, Ghibli stuff, which is I don't actually know how to pronounce that. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. Um, with an H, it's probably Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, which those are those are kind of for kids, but you know maybe a little bit older. Some of them, um, you know, to to stuff we watched. Uh, I don't even remember now how long ago, a year or two ago, like Violet Evergarden is an example I always use, or uh, this is something like Kakigoruri, which I wouldn't really recommend to anybody. Um, um, yeah, and so uh, we should say at the start of this conversation, so that I don't have to edit it in later, um, this movie deals with um, elements of what... Uh, mental uh self-worth and suicide yeah so if you you or someone you know uh you think might be struggling with that get the help you need um yeah and if if you know just as a trigger warning uh maybe maybe you want to jump ahead i don't we're probably not going to get too deep into that but yeah
1: just, it, it, just it's, as a warning it's um the 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 thing i think that and I'm just going to do a broad stroke anime thing before we get actually into the, the big uh, movie here. Because mm. I, I bring this up these because I don't want to lump this into just um, Cowboy Bebop, right? But I think sure. I think it's important that when we say we're watching an anime this week, that you just don't think we're watching Dragon Ball Z, right? That's, right. It's it, that's not what this is. Just because it's an animated thing by Japanese animation, that is not, you know. So watching a silent voice, the movie um, is. You're not watching that. You're not sitting down to watch, you know, uh, a Super Saiyan fight somebody, you know, and see and who has the biggest, coolest punch in the planet or what robot they're in this week. It's not that at all. It's a truly human emotional story that, that it's telling. Um, so that that's the big preamble to that that I'd said. I uh, I do want to say that one of the problems they think that anime has, why people do think it's still kind of a kid's thing, is that I I swear there is still a struggle... With all, and I do say the broad word anime here, depicting ages properly, like there is Mm. either really old people or they are all young looking. Uh, And it's every time they show parents in in a lot of anime, they all look the same age as kids. It's hard to tell who the parents are, (laughs) right? Huh. Height doesn't always matter because you have older people that look really young in shows, and they're like twenty six, but they're three foot four and female, right? Yeah. So,
0: yeah. No, it, I I see I see where you're coming from with that. I think I think there are two things going on there. Um because generally I agree with you. Um in this show, in this movie, it was pretty clear to me which were the parents. Um particularly um the female lead Nishimiya's mother looks very similar to her, though I could pretty much always tell. I think some of that is just in how much anime you watch. But the other thing I think is happening is that I think th- um and I, I'm going to generalize again here, but for certain nationalities of people, that kind of happens. I agree right. Like people look young for a long time, like you look at a um a Japanese female voice actor, and you're like, "Oh, she looks kind of young, like if she were wearing a uniform, I would think she was maybe a college student." And she'll right. actually be, like, 37. I'm like, oh, okay. That, that's just me. Like, I don't know a lot of Asian people, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. And we are kind being of very... and, then, and then we'll hit a point, you know, people. it's like people who, you know, this happens in, in all groups of people. People won't seem to age, right? They'll get, you, you see pictures and they don't look, you know, that different. Like, we always say Patrick Stewart, like, from from mm, 35 true. to 55 he looked like the same guy more or less yeah and, and then and to just you know, pigeonhole he, it
1: you have like Ming-Na Wen who is one of the most badass ladies in the world right and mm-hmm. w- crazy actress been forever but she's almost 60 years old and I never would guess that looking at her right would guess that right right and, right. and, that's, and that's so a th- th- perfect i example. think
0: then they do have like when you see in in anime um a, a grandparent. And it's really not, I mean, you think about the movie we right. saw a couple weeks ago. And then they show them all shopping. little
1: and bent over and,
0: right, know, all gray right. Hair. Like yeah. when, when we watched ramen shop, that was a similar thing. Now you've got uh Japanese and, and uh, I don't think, yeah, Singaporean. I remember yep. going over that when we talked about <laughs> it. Um, he meets uh, the woman with her son and she's clearly older than him, but you can't tell by how much at least I couldn't. And then he meets the grandmother and the the grandmother looks like this, you know, she's she's pretty small, tiny. She's not really hunched over cuz she's still, you know, feisty, but um yeah. I I think there's some of that at play and then and then some of it too is just an anime, you know, animation thing where you're like the kids all look the same and people are like, "Oh, this most popular boy in school he's so hot and i'm like he looks like all the rest mm-hmm. like, unless unless they're clearly you know like the the short guy who uh the protagonist of this movie befriends in the second act like he's clearly supposed to be an ugly kid
1: yeah yeah right
0: because yeah. he's short and he's chubby and he's got weird hair and but it's like those features are all super exaggerated um to make that point like all the all the Regular people all look kind of the same, not not the same, but like n- none of them look particularly attractive or unattractive just because of the the art style.
1: Yeah, I, I like I could tell the difference in the characters here. Like I could tell when this this sh- this this movie has different ages, so they have. Uh, like the mm-hmm. two leads, I'd say are in primary school or elementary school, and then they're in high school. Yeah, at, at a point, so mm-hmm. they get like eighteen years old is what they they mentioned her name, her age being. Um, and I can tell the difference. I mean, they're they're pretty stark. He gets long yeah. and tall and lanky, and he's just a young kid before, um, and then mm-hmm. she looks close to the same. But but a lot of the characters I can definitely tell are different. Um, mm-hmm. But then beyond that, that's, uh, my my statement was that I don't know if it's very. They all do tend to look young, even though I know that that anime. I'm getting broadly stro- stroking here. Anime tends to look for or aim towards teens. Um, it still has problems. I still think with adults, they're either they're they're either kids or they're fifty or they're little bitty old people, right? There's there's <laughs> that that mid, middle thing. So anyway, that's why I think someone can look at all anime and say. It's all for kids, which the sure. subject matter, which like this one is, is about, it is about high school stuff. And that is kind of an important thing, but it can be a very, a very adult show with adult stuff. It's just, right. you know, looking right. at it doesn't necessarily, so, okay. So we talked a lot about that leading up to this, but this show here, um, yeah, it's, you had even kind of warned me earlier, like, Hey, it starts out dark. You know, it doesn't necessarily not ever not be dark, but, um, you're, you're not kidding. It starts out really, really heavy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I was admitting like kind of gun shy at the beginning of it. Kind of like, Oh man, this is going to, this is just going to straight up depress me. Right. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that I watched, you know, watch the whole thing. Um, uh, for sure, because it is one of those like, okay, this is going to be one of those times, right? I, I got to really sit down and breathe and, 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 and look through it and kind of Feel but not feel too much because it's scary. Like that's a scary thing to think about when you start thinking about like the end of a life or ending a life and things like that. It's Mm -hmm. like that's a terrifying, scary thing, especially if it's not something that like I like to think about or want to think about or whatever. So, um, you know, watching somebody else like that and then all of a sudden you start, you know, these things are often these shows and movies are made so that you're empathetic to ever who is in that situation. Right, No matter what it is, right. you're not watching a, a show where the person's awful and then they ended themselves, right? It's always about right. seeing things from their eyes, which makes it even harder. Uh, right, sure. So I knew exactly what, you know, okay, this is going to do that. And it's going to do it in a different way, its own unique way, but it's going to get me where I'm invested in somebody and then I have to be faced with them ending. And that sucks. And I don't, you know, it generally was my thought in the first 10 minutes, right? Uh, mm. But, But this... This does a couple other multi-level type stuff. It's not just, just about that. I think, did you say, like, self-worth? Is that that's something you'd mention? Which I think is different than just... Yeah, self, self-worth,
0: you know. relationships. Um, I don't know... Do you want to do a spoiler?
1: Yeah, sure, yeah.
0: Break? Because, um, uh, I mean, we'll come back to this in, in Final Judgments, but... Right. Um, yeah, let's let's get in the details. It's you know, not new, but if you haven't seen it, i wanna spoil it for you, so Oh, that's very loud.
1: So yeah, I, I uh like the X is on their face thing. That that took me a minute. I actually mm-hmm. Sydney had watched this and she I thought I'd missed something. Right? Like I, I looked I, I said right. hey. I said did I miss something where they said didn't said it wrong or I didn't read it right. Where all of a sudden there's X's on people's faces and I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. She, and she's like, it's just how he sees things. I am like that. That's confusing. And then 10 minutes, 15 minutes went on. And like, I started to get it right. I started to get yeah. what they're doing with this kind of medium of him. Not looking at faces
0: yeah, that was one of the things that I had forgotten and then when I saw it I was like, Oh yeah, this is a thing. I d I couldn't remember, so it was almost like watching it for the first time. I'm like, I don't remember what the deal is with these exes, but I know it's it's important. And because the movie starts the movie starts with him attempting suicide. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. And the, and and he's a teenager. And then flashes back to when he's in grade school it's i think they say sixth grade right so um what is that like twelve year olds
1: yeah, about eleven twelve year olds yeah oh he's had five years to to the grade
0: right right yeah um and it's an interesting sort of story about how he because he doesn't he doesn't start out good like he starts out pretty terrible you know, d- right. deplorable yeah. um, but just in that way that um young people can be kind of thoughtless and just kind of you know not not real like still learning about the world and and people and society right not to not to excuse anything he did because he you know yeah, literally bullies cool. this girl for the whole first act
1: but a deaf girl that's sweet and kind yeah right,
0: <laughs> a deaf girl yeah i yeah. didn't i didn't say that yeah. um and so part of the story is about him and the other part of the story is about her and how she um through her like it's not that she doesn't understand the world, she just doesn't see the world the same way that other people do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she can't um, express
1: herself in that same way because right. you can't. Right.
0: Yeah. Um
1: I mean, you think you think and, our problems are bad and are those those people they their problems are bad. They just they can't even see her having the same problems but amplified.
0: You know. Right. Right. And the thing, I alluded to this last week, but the, the first time that I saw this, the thing that struck me the most was um, the perspective of the other girl. Um, Her name is uh, Uino. The, the,
1: the other bully girl?
0: The other bully girl. She has yeah. long black hair.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Um, and I didn't catch it as much this time. I think maybe because I watched it in two sittings because I went back looking for it. Like I kept waiting for something to happen that I remembered seeing the first time, which was like a conversation with her and someone else that I think was between her and um, the girl Nishimiya where she sort of confronts her and is like, you know, um, I don't, I can't understand you, but you won't even try to understand me. You just apologize all the time. And you know, don't make don't make any kind of effort. And she doesn't say it that way. I think that was she you know, says part it pretty how, she says
1: it pretty close to that way. I know, I know. She says that when she's getting secretly recorded,
0: right in the in the, um, the in the Ferris wheel. Yeah. And so I went back and watched that again, and I was like, I don't know if that if that still hits me the same way it did the first time that I saw it. But the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, so you get this guy um, Ishida. And he's he was a bully when he was a kid. And because of that, there were all of these negative consequences in his life, and he became a social outcast, which you sort of expect, right? You're like, okay, all the other kids who are, you know, can be just as thoughtless as he was are like, oh, this guy is a bully and a jerk, and we don't want anything to do with him. Even though they're bullies and jerks, too. Right. Even right. Yeah, right, exactly. And so part of that is real and part of it is his perception that's where you get into the X's on the face thing by the time he's in high school like he just doesn't even try to engage with anybody because he you know now sees himself through this through this lens of you know uh this filter of him of him being a bully and he's like there's no you know i'm this thing that was that's that's terrible and you know, why should I even be here? I don't deserve to live.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, Um, the, the, I think it's important to look at a lot of that stuff. And and this, this movie does a really good job of it is, um, at different ages, people are different ways. I mean, they, -hmm. it's easy to say, uh, kids are cruel or boys are, you know, girls are petty at that age, or to say those little isms that they say, often because they're true. Right. But, um, Mm -hmm you know, at each stage of, of life throughout our lives, you know, you, we all have these different kinds of experiences and they're all true. Like when they are kids, they want to be liked or they don't understand, or they want to be seen. Right. And yeah, so they, they, you know, do what kids do, whatever they might do to get that result. Right. And, and, uh, that idea of, I want to be liked, so I will, um, not, I'm scared of this other person, so I won't talk against them. This, one of the girls says, "Like I was, the reason I laughed along is because I was scared of you, right?" And right. Another kid said, "I," uh, another girl said, "I just said whatever else was thinking because she wanted them to like her, right?" Uh, so she right. thought if she could be the center there and put this other kid down, then they would like her, right? It's, it's all kids being kids, and, and it's a terrible, hard thing to say. Um, ha, Having a dad of a parent of two, two daughters, mm-hmm. I have the, the ability to kind of see some of these things. And I, you know, I'm a, an adult that went through that, that age, you know, got to remember we all, I was a kid too, at one point, um, and then seeing, <laughs> right, see, right. seeing kids go through it, you know, then it's, it's, it's hard to, to not see that from the other side, not see that like, Oh, they, they don't mean it, but it's not right. And how do you teach it? And then try to help, you know, see teachers and other parents and people Try to tackle how kids should act when they're that age. I, I think one of the things that uh, this show showed us too was that the teacher is pretty insensitive to what's going on. He's even sure. kind of an asshole to him, right?
0: Right. You,
1: you're you're you picked on a on a deaf girl. You're terrible, and I'm suspending you from school, and I'm going to point you out in front of all the kids because you're so bad, right? right? And yes, and, he was. And bad. some of yes, that is what he is... did was bad, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, and some of that is, you know, as adults, we hopefully experience life and and come to learn, like, propriety, right? What you do and don't do, what you say and don't say, to whom and when, in what context, what like, there are a million little things that you just learn as you go through life, as you make mistakes and learn from them, and... So then, we, as adults, and I'm not a parent, but I'm sure that parents do this. We have those ideas already, and will not project them, but like hold young people and kids, especially, to those ideas without without you know without understanding that they haven't learned those things.
1: It's and it's so Um, it's so hard. It's so hard not to. It's so hard not to if you're a non-parent even to see a kid acting up in a way in a, in a in a restaurant and not be like you know i'd smack that kid upside the head or i'd or i'd <laughs> sure, I, sure or i'd uh, tell him off or i'd you know give him a talking right. to and and you know like that's what this kid's mom did right the, the mom was very mm-hmm. disappointed with him told him he was wrong which he was it was all the things that this terrible bully kid should have been what well, we think should have been told but he mm-hmm. didn't know he kind of knew, but he he didn't realize the ramifications at eleven years old of what he was fully doing, right? Right. That he he was scarring somebody for life. That he was not able to empathize with a deaf girl,
0: right? Well, and and the the irony of it was that he was hurt more by his own actions than she was, right? right because because she she just saw because she didn't understand and it's it's similar but but different to her conflict with um with Ueno it, like she just saw all his attention and thought that they were friends like he he's paying so much attention to her with all this teasing and and bullying that you know he must be her friend yeah and he doesn't even understand what she's saying like he can't if if she just you know um like just tries to speak he can't understand her words enough to even know that she's saying she wants to be his friend when they're young he figures yeah. it out later um but the thing with the other girl is what hit me the first time it's because you get the story from his perspective and you're like, okay, he did this thing and he became an outcast and all that stuff I described earlier. But then, um, well, you know this other girl comes back into his life and, um, she seems completely the same as in high school. Like she's just right. as, you know, Rotten not really mean is. girl, but kind of thoughtless and selfish and, um all of this stuff and then she she has that that conversation with Nishimiya and you don't really you don't really sympathize with her because she's still you know only looking at it from her own perspective but she mm-hmm. she lays it out and she's like okay well you know i tried to you know connect with you and you weren't interested in that you just wanted to like write in this in this book and you know that was not the the um way did, didn't know how to how to react to somebody in that medium she's like this isn't you know you you look at me and i look at you and we talk and this is how she doesn't explain it all that way but yeah. she, like this is not what being a friend with somebody or interacting with somebody looks like to her yeah and instead of um nishimiya making any effort to meet her in the middle she just would apologize every time yeah um which you know made made her mad and so she's like so i was mean to you so that you would understand that i'm not interested in being your friend and you couldn't figure that out either you just apologize and you know say you're sorry and nothing and so you know her just existing makes her mad because all of the she was friends with Ishida before that happened, or at least, you know, sort of classmates. And now he's, you know, gone through this whole thing with depression and she sees it all as Nishimiya's fault because it all happened after she arrived. And you're like, okay, I can see how you would think that it's wrong. But um, you see that her position is more complicated than just she doesn't like her. She doesn't like the deaf girl Nishimiya. Um, you know, she, it's, it's more like, um, she was as frustrated trying to communicate with her as Nishimiya is trying to communicate with anybody. Um, and it made her not sympathetic, but maybe a little empathetic. I'm like yeah, okay, he, I can kind yeah. of see, I can kind of see. I didn't, I didn't I, get that as strongly the second time through. I think because I was focused more on the main characters. Um, yeah, but but it's all I, part of that. And then you know, you mentioned the other girl, uh, Kawaii, who sort of just went along with it when they were kids, and then as she got older, got some more perspective, and it's like, no, you guys were bullying him, and I. And then the, you know, she gets the, like, why didn't you what? say something? Why didn't you? and it's all. It's all about these these relationships and these interactions, and what people do or don't do yeah. in, in in social situations. I,
1: I, th- I think, uh, and I'm going to use a word that I don't like people using. It, it's, it's a it's a stupid word that people use to describe stuff, but I think it does apply here. I think this show the characters were very real. I mean, okay, I'm using that mm. word very sparingly, but poignantly. That everyone that's in there all the kids are have very real and deep personalities, no matter how small of a role they have in the show. Um, whether it's his best friend who overly is overly eager to be his best friend. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and has thoughts and feelings and the small times he speaks is still deep. Right. Um, the new kid in the group is deep and way he, he interacts with the, the main character. Um, the 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 two girls that you just explained you know one one is totally offended that she would ever you know bully a, a deaf girl yet she was part of the mean girl crowd for sure right she mm-hmm. was she was there when when they first uh, you know the the main kid pointed her out like you did it too and she was totally appalled that she would ever do that when she totally did she was right there with the mm-hmm. with the bullies right and right. Which makes her just as guilty. Yet, you know, she's her her depth is that she honestly didn't see that and doesn't see it, right? And right. and so that's there's so many and that's real people. Like that's a that's why I say real. Like that, that's real people. You know, we're we're more than than just what a caricature is. You know, some right. people can be right. straight we're, up.
0: We're more than archetypes. And stereotypes. Yeah, and
1: we are yeah. we are actually in our real world today, right? We are when we mm-hmm. we look yeah. at in America where they would say, "Oh, there's devices, divisive and things." And you're like this, and you're one of those. I'm I'm always caught saying those kind of things, but that is right. way more complex than that, right? It's yeah. easy to yeah. to look at these characters that were in this show and to say definitely a bully. He even says the words like, you know, uh, think what goes around, comes around. He says that, right. You know, it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. thing that happens. I mean, it's hundred percent sure, true. And, uh, and he's, he, it's a redemption story. It's that's an easy thing to do, but I don't think this movie, what makes it good, isn't that it's just that I think it's very important that it's not just a redemption story or a story about suicide or a story about self-worth self-worth. I think it's all of those things. And it's about all of these people being very real, um, and very real at the ages. That's what this movie is talking about. It's, it's about the mm-hmm. ages that these kids are at, right? Yeah. When you're in, when you're eleven, twelve years old, what you your real day to day life is isn't like what GI Joe tells you, or what you see Barbie happen, or on Spirit, you know, or on Paw Patrol. It's there's very <laughs> real social pressures that are super serious, you know, um, yeah. that they're not they're not equipped emotionally to deal with, and they're they have to. And we, as parents and as teachers and as leaders don't necessarily know the best way to deal with every kid individually the same way. So we don't always do Mm. it right or wrong. It's just so complex. And there, and as we, this show shows us, there are great ramifications that are almost overwhelmingly be out of, out of our control. And I think the main, the main guy is overwhelmed by that, and he's his whole life is damaged, right? And he wants to right. end himself because of that, because it's just too much, right? And that's that then it brings us into the teenage years of the same thing. You had this when your kids now they're still only 17, 18 years old, and they're still dealing with these even bigger, even more over-the-top types things at that. And we all know that as you get older, it doesn't necessarily get easier, right? right? Um, I think it becomes a little bit more, you know, you, when you have hindsight, it's helpful and you have less hormones mm. raging on you. Um, <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. But, but it, it it's just this, those two stories and those two timelines in these people's lives being very real and very you know, explanatory. And then, then there's that whole dynamic of none of them, just like kids, just like teenagers actually see what they're doing to the other person. No one they're still very much concerned on I was a bully or I didn't bully or she didn't think of me instead of does anyone really notice that you're you're all arguing about this around the girl that you're all bullying or not bullying or whatever and not even talking to her. Well,
0: yeah, and you see that in his in Ishida's um, Lent, like whenever you see the world through his eyes, you see the X's over everybody, not everybody. They're not over any of his family, and he doesn't see one over Nishimiya, but it goes back and forth with Uino when he, um, you know, will talk to her, and maybe it'll come down, but most of the time it's back up, so, you know, so that in in his mind, it's, you know, it's shown visually and not ever explained in, in you know, um, in narration or anything, because it's not... It's not really something you can easily explain. It's, to him, it's just this barrier. It's like, here are all the people who are going to judge me for, for you know, being a bully, who hate me, who don't want anything to do with me, and so you know, I'm protecting myself from them. That's from his, yeah. his point of view. Which, which is very and, real,
1: too, there, because he, he does see people without yeah. the X. It's not like he sees everybody. He still is in a suicidal state even if he has a family that he, that he feels identifies with, you know, even if he does right. have some people, he still feels in that state. So again, saying that terrible word that I hate, real, like that's a real thing. Suicide yeah. isn't just a, oh, I've come to a point and it's all over. There's so much layers to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, we go now we go back to, I feel like we're skirting around the same way all the other characters were, is that the main character of this is all of these things to the 10th degree because she can't hear and right. she can't communicate and she can't she she has emotions she likes a boy she just is a teenager who likes a boy or a kid mm-hmm. who wants a friend right and and who says I'm sorry because she can't communicate anything but that word right cuz she has to speak right. with her hands or people won't talk to her notebook and and then all of a sudden you have this person who is just trying to be like all the s you know, tries to kill herself because right.
0: because I of think, all
1: these things that everyone else also has,
0: right? I it think, think I think maybe it. part of part of what struck me about the the other girl, you know, the the other bully bully girl, as you say, because I'm butchering mm-hmm. the pronunciation of her name, um, is that she and Nishimiya really see the situation the same way, right? She apologizes all the time because she thinks it's her fault. Right? Like mm-hmm. she's she's in this situation and she can't hear and people can't communicate and there are there are problems and it's because she can't hear. And so she believes that's her fault and apologizes for it. Um and that's yeah, I mean just as you said, it's um it's 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 more real. It's it's complicated and it's messy.
1: And 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 with all of that, that complicated, that real, that messy, that stuff, um, honestly, I w- I would like people to look at this this show. We, we've we've watched shows that dealt with suicide in the past, or or mm-hmm. those kind of real feelings, and and I actually watched this show from all of all of these different characters that have all very to use that word real again stuff. And I what I want to take away from it, maybe we're in final judgments here. I yeah, where I want to take away from this is that. Um, when you're a child you're going through adolescence and we as adults need to remember this about children is that um, you don't know how to empathize. Like how to properly look at somebody yeah. else's perspective and their life. You do the very best that you can do with what you're dealing with. Even the big bully girl that time when she's on that Ferris wheel thing non-spoiler just it's a thing that happens is she says you don't you know you don't even think about what i how i feel about it even though she's being a brat mm-hmm. and a bad thing about that it's because they none of them none of the characters you know no matter good bad whatever can have a, have the ability to really see things from themselves because they're 11 12 13 years old they're 16 17 18 years old they're just barely learning how to do their own lives now right and i think we could all do better we're laying that into today's thing with just saying, I mean, that person is a bully. They're not doing something right, but they probably are more complex than what I'm thinking, you know, that they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you alluded to this when we were in the spoiler section, but, you know, you you can meet somebody who in your mind fits in a certain box, uh, can be given a certain label. Right. We use a lot of mm-hmm. labels. Mm-hmm. um in society and people don't like labels but everybody uses them all the time and they're throw not always wrong
1: like, none, none of these kids were not those no, things right
0: no. we 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 throw around words like stereotype and profiling and and prejudice and bigotry and racism and 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 all of those things but you know you can talk to somebody who fits in one of those boxes maybe politically and it doesn't take very long at all to find a contradiction and you're like mm-hmm. wait mm-hmm. how can how can you believe that and this and you're like well your version in your mind of one of those things is a straw man is a cartoon is it is it an absolute and even if it's not even if you have a perfect understanding of that thing that matches what that other person believes life is complicated and so are people and people believe contradictory things sometimes irrationally and sometimes you know they can compartmentalize um and so yeah i mean uh to to bring it back to the to the movie here a little bit um my sisters uh sarah and becca have seen this at least twice mm-hmm. and i told them i told them that i would watched it uh for the podcast and they were both like uh oh, i would have Watch that with you again, yeah, right? Were,
1: same thing. Sydney watched it watched multiple it, times, and so I was like, How, "You've watched it multiple times." Like, yeah, I watch it regularly. I'm, what?
0: I'm, and 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 I was like, "You guys uh, didn't you guys rewatch this like within the last year?" And they're like, "Yeah, but I would I would watch it again." And it's the same thing Sarah said about Secret Life of Walter Mitty, though I think for different reasons. Mm-hmm. um Although not entirely different reasons right? It's, I mean, you know, the different things, but yeah, for all the reasons you said, there's a lot of stuff going on here with, with relationships. And maybe the only thing I would say as a, as a caveat, um, to somebody watching, because it's on Netflix, it's got an English dub, which is fine, except the one little bit, I watched a little bit of, of the English dub just to hear, uh, what it would sound like. And, one of the bits doesn't work because the words don't sound the same, and I'm like, really, that only matters if you know that the words sound really, really similar in Japanese. But yeah. um, I, I listened to the dub, and
1: I thought it was pretty good. So I'll, I'll see yeah, that much. yeah,
0: um,
1: off of right, right, straight off of Netflix. So if you're wanting to think curious about it, you can watch it on Netflix, and I think you'll get all the things that I got out of it. So I think we're,
0: yeah, know. I mean, the, this is a this is a well known um, um, you know studio that's made. It's not like a fan. Dub or something like that. A lot of times, dubs are are pretty bad. But so this um, so is this is. I'm this sure, is, it's I'm sure this movie. one is fine. So if you if you're put off by by you know reading subtitles, you can still watch the dub and it'll be fine. Um, yeah. Unless you have a real aversion to anime or are particularly personally triggered by by subject matter surrounding uh, suicide. Um, you know, and not making light of that. But th- there's almost nobody that I that I wouldn't recommend this to at least if if they have, you know, some some level of tolerance for anime, I guess.
1: Yeah, what what what? Now I this is, you know, a silent voice the movie. I'm assuming that means there was a series?
0: Um there might have been a book or um a manga. Yeah, it's ba- it's based on a manga. So probably okay. went straight from from manga to to film,
1: okay. So it wasn't like a series. Like, how do they tell a whole series? about this, this would
0: be, yeah. I don't. I don't it, think so.
1: It's very very deep. Very deep. Um, so yeah. F- final thoughts on that is that it, it is it is a good show. I I was not wrong in my first ten minute assessment that oh my gosh, this is one that's going to make me you know get uh, emotionally tied to these things that I have to struggle mm-hmm. with. Not not just sad sadness because there's some of that there, um, but with tough, emotional things that I don't know how I feel about, you know, or, or I don't have an answer to, I guess, um, th- this will do that for you. And and they don't all resolve things. There's not like a perfect answer to the end of this or a bad one either. I think the characters are still real people, just like we are real people. And that's what this does well. It's not, a, they're not real caricatures. This isn't an, yes, they have big gigantic eyes and have different a uh, look to them, but they're, mm-hmm. they're real people. They're not going to have overnight say, oh, I see that I did this wrong. And now I know the way to do the future. because we don't know that either. I'm 45 years old and I still realize I'm doing something that I, I don't understand how to react and how to act to people, <laughs> right? Yeah. I still don't. Yeah. And these people aren't going to do that either. But we do get insights into all of those characters. And I think some of them kind of leave it feeling that way, like I've got a long ways to go um, but I know that I've got a long ways to go in a lot of things and that's okay. That's kind of a journey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which which made me feel, I don't want to say hopeful, but like good watching it, right? <laughs> m- made, me feel, yeah. m- made me feel good that like, yeah, this is right. This is the world. It, it is not simple and there's not going to be a simple answer, but me even listening to it and thinking about what I'm thinking right now, is worth it
0: yeah. yeah absolutely yeah
1: okay all right so that that was that one is a long bit for that but that's it, you know just kind of deserved it uh my yeah. week right my, my turn this next time
0: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh, so you get all the like deep emotional <laughs> heartfelt ones and i get like you know cannonball run <laughs> uh what should we watch dennis um man I'm almost always tempted to go like the opposite way when when we watch these these kind of things. Uh it's That's fine. The, it's 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 the autumn time. Um how about we watch okay, let's just go completely off the other end, okay? Let's watch aliens. Okay. Like uh, uh not even not relevant really in the Scott same other way at other all.
0: Uh um, like what Cameron, no. James Cameron. Yes,
1: yeah. yes, uh, yes. James Cameron. Yeah, this is Aliens with an S, mm-hmm. which I, I, I personally, it's, it is my per- well, I was spoiler for anybody. It's my personal alien movie, uh, and mm-hmm. I also think it is uh, markedly different than any of the other alien movies. So I, I want to go back and see it. I, I've watched. I think I have this feeling that I've watched a lot of the alien movies recently. I know I've watched uh, like Prometheus and. We watch other Ridley Scott things that feel alienish, ish um, mm-hmm. But I haven't seen aliens in a long time. Okay. Uh, or at least not long enough that I need to go back and remind myself why I actually liked this franchise. So, yeah, let's go watch that. There, there's definitely not um, teenage angst in this one. So.
0: <laughs> right, right. I, you know, I have seen this, but I don't remember anything about it except for the thing with the knife and the hand.
1: Huh, yeah. Well, it's, that's interesting because you, you I know that you have watched several Ridley Scott things in the last couple of years. So
0: Right. We watched we watched Alien for the podcast and we watched uh Raised by Wolves. And Raised we're by Wolves. Thoroughly underwhelmed, so.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I agree. I agree with a lot of that. So um and I've seen since then I've also seen like I said Prometheus and the mm-hmm. other offshoots of those and and they're right. fine but they still have left me feeling the same way I felt with like raised by wolves. Like, eh. Um, so I, I'm, I'm glad to go back and watch and It's heck. I even watch things like some of the predator shows and I'm like, what is it that I like? So watch aliens and see how this goes. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Man, that was, was everything. What, what can we, let's talk about Ted Lasso. Let's switch over there.
0: Yeah. Speaking of, I don't know what, uh, baby steps and, And people and uh (laughs) something i don't know i don't know i had a better segue before we 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 detoured to uh well to pick next week's movie i
1: I, want to bring ted Lasso up because as real as as that last show was i'm I'm using that big word again uh this Mm -hmm. one is not and that is okay right this one is all good goodness and good things at at the i don't say expensive reality but like at um at all sakes, even if it is real. And I think it just makes me feel good. I, every episode of Ted Lasso Christmas one is what we watched last. And then mm-hmm. uh, after that one was spoiler for Ted Lasso um, the, with Roy and what, yeah, what was Roy the main and, part of it? Yeah. Uh, And, and, and the his, coach.
0: and his, his career uh, moving forward. Is, and and Nate, and it was about Nate. Two, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, uh, I just you know, I I watch those shows and it makes me feel good. But I, I still have this underlying feeling throughout it that there's something not good
0: happening around the corners. It it almost it almost seems like it must. Like season one had just a little bit like it it set up a lot of tension at the beginning that that then just fizzled out, right? As like um a little bit like the second episode of what if where just the 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 intersection or the injection of the Ted Lasso character and personality into these people's lives like fixed or you know reversed a lot of these a lot of these problems and these um uh you know challenging kind of negative thoughts and, and intentions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh... And and this in season two it's like and don't get me wrong, I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, every time I watch it, it's like, oh, it's just it's so like, you know, like we say, a balm for your soul. Kind <laughs> yeah, of. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. That's but, true. But then if I when I think back on it, I'm like, uh, is there anything like are there any real problems? Are there are there tensions or problems that are gonna last more than an episode? Because you know, they'll have some kind of tension between somebody and and Ted will work it out. Ted'll fix it. Mm-hmm, um, and I don't mm-hmm. know if if they're going to keep doing that the whole season, if they're going to maybe escalate the the conflict with the therapist or if that's just, you know, another thing fixed by by Ted's uh, you know, unflappable uh, you know, positive personality. Not that I have any problem with that as long as it stays, you know, uh, I guess plausible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I tried to go back and, and watch season one with Sydney. She, she, for some reason, it's just not clicking with her. Uh, yeah. So you know what, fifteen-year-olds sometimes things click, sometimes you don't. So I, you know, this is just it's a dad thing, and I'll just dad, will watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I'm watching episode one and two, and it and r- reminds me of like, oh, this is there's the, the show is basically a normal sitcom with uh, you know uh, setups for, for pitfalls all over the place um and then you put Ted Lasso like you said you just said he's the one that fixes kind of naturally fixes everything and changes all things with all the people right so he's the different uh, it was properly named um mm-hmm. so you you have the the owner that's vindictive and you have the 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 jerk soccer star who's a jerk and you have the the um the coach who's I mean the coach but the the captain who's old and uh, crotchety and angry and you've got all these terrible things that are all set up for badness and you put ted Lesa in though and and you're right you have you seem to have this but pretty quickly i think he overcomes a lot of that right um very few things stay all the way through yeah. um and the the I, i've read those reviews too with the season two being like i don't know what they're getting i don't know what their point is not and i get that i do get that maybe it's something we won't see yet um, but I don't, I don't know if Ted held on to the, the season one, Ted had held on to all those bad things either. I think that he, he solved the stuff with his boss, I think halfway through the season. I don't mm-hmm. think it was, you know, all the way through. And I think, uh, um, the, the jerk football guy and Keely, I always forget the jerk football guy's name and, and Keely, you know, they solved Jamie, that pretty quickly. You mean? What was his name? Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie.
0: Jamie Tart.
1: Jamie Tart. Yeah, they 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 split those up pretty quickly, and then they make mm-hmm. uh, Keely instead of being a used and abused uh, girlfriend into like a full character about halfway through mm-hmm. that season. So, yeah. it, you know, while it, we like to think of Ted season one as having these big arcs, they were actually small, self-contained things that got over pretty quickly as well. Like even his divorce, he did mention, and it was a heavy part of the first episode but it doesn't last all season. It's not everything. No, right? there's just one sprinkle.
0: it it's it's you know, she she comes to visit. It's one very difficult episode and I I don't think the show since that episode has got as heavy and and you know, kind of kind of serious, which is okay. Like I don't mind it being somewhere in the middle. I just don't know and I haven't read reviews or anything on it at all. I'm just, you know, saying Yeah what what's coming to me as i'm thinking about the show like yeah yeah i just don't know if it's sustainable like how long and i, I mean I, i'll i keep watching it as long as it's on that's not i'm not complaining yeah for sure i'm just yeah. saying like if it's just endlessly like solve every problem and and everything works out and, and i don't think that that's the case because i i think we've seen seeds planted yeah. of potential conflict and you know maybe those have been resolved and i just haven't really caught them um i think there's still potential for conflict between jamie and um the other uh captain player whose name i'm not going to think of oh yeah Um,
1: yeah oh you mean the the new uh, coach roy
0: no oh the other
1: the the current captain
0: yeah. yeah um
1: I don't know that seems that seems pretty solved now. I think I think it's got resolved yeah, pretty quickly. And, and yeah. And that
0: that might have been resolved. There's a whole sort of side plot with the with the the boycott, not boycott, but like the the protest. Yeah. Um but that doesn't seem I,
1: sustainable either, right? Like not not a whole lot, right?
0: Yeah, it seemed like and you know, I watched the show kind of late, so it's p- possible that something, you know, was resolved there and I just missed it. But uh yeah. Anyway, no, I I, um, I totally
1: I I totally get you. I think I I I know what you're saying here. That it's the, it's the same thing that the Office was episodic, uh, and every episode had a crazy thing they did, but there was still the Jim Pam through line, right? There's there's this other thing that you kind of wanted to to see move along in a different way, mm-hmm. and you're enjoying every episode, but there's like, oh, this one kind of felt like you. And that's why I think people are are getting with this one is that season one was uh, his what's it like to be a footballer coach as a football coach or, you know, us football versus, you know, European football. Uh, and, and that was kind of the through line, right? Him being successful or not with his team and players. So that was the overall through line of, of the series. What are they doing this season? I don't know. We, we do have the, uh, like you mentioned, repeating what you said, the, the therapist thing, but that's not giving us anything. I, I'll say Mm-mm. from a, the writer standpoint, I'm hoping that they they drop some kind of bomb on me that I didn't see the whole time, but I'm not getting anything from her. And I know that's the point, is that she just is totally unreadable, but she's not interesting to me. And I'm not even, every episode when she shows up, I'm like, okay, who who cares, right? <laughs> I, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's fine. I think she smiled more than anything or looked good on Ted for the first time. I don't know. It's just one of those, Ted is such a great positive thing. And I know there's, he's trying so many, he's tried being mean. He's tried being these different kinds of things just because that's what you should do. I, I, I don't want them to come wreck around to her and say, Oh, Ted being nice. Isn't great all the time. Right. I, I don't want sure. that because everything Ted does in this series is what I would want from anyone to do in the world. Right. Right. Um, you know, he, he, he knows when nice doesn't work and he tries and he tries being, you know, mean or something. He 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 knows when this isn't working, and he tries something else. He's always that, humble that was about probably, not knowing things. That was probably
0: the goofiest part of season two. That was so
1: definitely far. goofy, goofy. But mm-hmm. but he he's you know he's humble in his. He, he asks Roy multiple times to to come be a coach, and he's humble by saying, "Okay, I get why you feel that way." You know, and and is accepting. So I don't know what they're doing with the therapist, but if they're going to you know, make it seem like, oh, Ted, Ted is, is flawed. And I'm not a big fan of that. I just, I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing with her. And she's the only through line that we don't know about, um, that I can think of. The other one was Roy, you know, Mm -hmm. what's Roy going to do? Um, and I think just this last episode, they kind of solved the Roy, his character arc for this season. Right. Right. I mean, he, he may have to struggle with being a coach, but I think, I think he's going to, for the rest of the series, now be a coaching staff. Another through line can be, uh, is the Nate, the whole Nate thing, Mm -hmm. right? He's clearly struggling with his position on the team and with, with, uh, um, I guess his position in life, um, right now. Sure. So that maybe that can be the heartfelt moment that we need, um, but, yeah, we'll have to see the whole season. I don't know. I, I, I'm i enjoying all the episodes for the same exact reason you said. I, I like it. I'll watch it because it makes me happy. Um, it doesn't mean this season is terrible because it's compared to season one, But which is a weird thing. We oh, should, no. Should, yeah. Right?
0: And I, I know that I've that I've said this several times. And it's not, um, you know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. But every, every episode that I watch, I'm like, oh, this is great. This is so great. Right, and, it, and right. it might just be that it might just be you know, in, and it's fairly remarkable given the the origin of this TV show that it just started as this like commercials that they did that were kind of a joke. They're like, what if a, what if an American football coach goes to England and tries to coach soccer, <laughs> um, and, and then, then throw
1: Jason Sudeikis in, and he's like, you know, yeah,
0: it's... and because he did those commercials, and then make this show that's so. It's so much more than that. It's like they're barely making, uh, uh, you know, American and England jokes anymore. Once in a while, he d- he did one an episode or two ago. And I, <laughs> I
1: one actually one like one when he the season when when he he does the uh, uh, he he's with Christmas and he goes to get in the car and he's like and he tells her like, "Oh, you want me to drive?" And then he goes, "Oh, right, that's
0: right. That's I'm the right. one
1: with the accent." <laughs> that was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. That and I think that was like the only probably not but one of the few if not the only references to that to that original bit but i think just in um you know in in a world where there's so much like uncertainty and stress and conflict and all that just to watch this show where like stuff gets worked out and you see like conflict between people but ted and his you know almost pollyanna or Anne of Green Gables style, uh, indomitability just, um, is able to reach people all around him, um, you know, in a very unassuming, uh, um, way.
1: Yeah. the, the, t- t- the I was watched those, those two shows, I think late, uh, the last two shows and, and I hadn't had anybody to soundboard off of cause I was such in such a positive mood from them. Uh, so you know if, if if you're watching Jason or listening Jason Sudeik is out there, I, I you made me so happy, right? It put me in <laughs> such a good positive mood that I that I wanted to go out and like be with people and say like, oh, let's talk about this. That that was the the positive feeling that it, that it gave me. And so I went online and I was like, people have to love this, and which is the worst thing you can do if you want positive reinforcement is to go online, right? Um, sure. And I went to Rotten Tomatoes, and I was first immediately pleasantly surprised with like. 94% of critics like it, 91% of audiences like it. That's phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. Um and but then you read the internet troll, you know, comments about uh and and all the troll comments are what we've just kind of been saying, which is, you know, oh, it's it's just going nowhere. And then uh one star. You're like what 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 is wrong with some people out there? You know, you're like you, it's either one star or five stars. There's there's just no in between right. for some people on the internet, right? There's uh, oh, it's 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 absolutely the best show ever made, but it doesn't have this one thing, so that's you know, let's just mark it off as the worst. Yeah, which is like, wh- why do why do people in the world do that? You, you have the middle ground. There's three four stars out there. You could change that. <laughs> But that, that's that's what <laughs> that's what that response is to the people who've been if there's a bad thing for us to say about Ted Lasso is what we said. And that's all minor. Dennis and I both agree that every episode is entertaining and, and worth a watch. And, and I think it's the best television show out there to watch. I can't think of another one I want to watch more right now. And I love Lower Decks. It's moving on to Lower Decks. Like I love that show a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I still like I think I like Ted Lasso better. Man. Lower decks is like the best trek. I mean, it just is.
0: Um, I think so. I think, you know, more and more, I don't know if this is consistent. This is a thing that I sort of said last week um, is that the, the, the like references in the canon are not, are not as essential, but, and they're still not essential, but like, I don't know this. This most recent episode, I think you're missing at least a third of it. If you oh, haven't yeah. seen Darmok,
1: I, I agree. Um, I I think actually a whole lot of it is there's there's the part where they have to work together and that teamwork and leadership thing that that can be like great and fun without mm-hmm. like references, but and, and that interplay between the four characters there. Uh, but yeah, there's just there's just so much in this episode. Like tongue in cheek, and you know the collector yeah. stuff. They talk about data all the time, and
0: right, 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 and and the you know the conflict with with Riker and the Enterprise D, and some of that's like if you've seen any of it, right, you kind of have a sense. I don't know how many people are watching Lower Decks who've never seen any Next Generation. Yeah,
1: that's the real thing. I don't know one, right? No one. I don't.
0: It's not really. Yeah. You know, it's it's for it's not for you know the the super hardcores but you got to have at least a passing and you know to be fair i said i said darmok like i think in almost anybody's like top five or at least top 10 um darmok is one of the best episode of episodes of next generation
1: um, yeah for sure that
0: that there is like it stands alone and it's a it's a thing that you know no other sci-fi series has done or maybe even could do it's such a bizarre concept um and of course i mean they haven't as far as i know none of the other shows like revisited it or or anything and then you throw it in here and it's like oh yeah but now they've got the universal translators so it's not it's not going to be the whole episode (laughs) but every once in a while he's going to throw something out and they're like like oh man it's no uh it's no Tanagra on the water am i right (laughs) <laughs> Am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or or when he when he tries to pick up on that girl or something, and he's like at hey, the very up.
0: end, I I cracked up at that. Like she shoots him down, and he's like, "Well, Shaka, when the walls fell, <laughs> Shaka when the walls."
1: Fell. I laughed at so loud. And that's when nobody would get. Like no one would get unless you you knew that. Yeah, no one. Yeah. yeah. Well, sh- and that's the best line. Yeah, you know what? As we're just sitting here talking about it. Um, I have to admit, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I think one of the things that sets this on fire for me is that it is so next generation. There has been so, 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 so much Trek in the last 10 to 15 years that is old Trek, meaning that it's all based in original series stuff. It's all, um, Captain Kirk, Spock or Uhura, McCoy. It's all that right and you it's mean like like
0: with the new movies and yeah like uh,
1: si- since yeah. those launched that has been heck, i don't know was it even like early 2000s then it's like almost 20 years you know that oh oh
0: nine was the first abrams uh,
1: okay so a, a decade then you know yeah um a decade plus it's just been it's been old trek right and, the, and then you even have discovery which is set in that period as well so If you're gonna see things about Star Trek in the Discovery stuff, you're gonna see Spock, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're gonna see Pike, right? It's it's old stuff. It's still all celebrating that stuff. And yes, you got uh, we got Picard, but Picard did not feel next generation at all. I don't I don't think so, right? It, I mean, it gave us some. It gave us Riker, which was nice, you know, Riker and it's Data, kind of yeah.
0: the story of the story of the Picard series season one is all about Romulans and and Data. So it's it's next generation, but it's like the heavy, kind of dark in its in its tone. And not that not that next generation didn't have, you know, heavy stories, but it's probably you know, I mean I was a I was an original series loyalist for a for a long time but i think at this point if somebody isn't you know of a generation who maybe watched original series growing up on reruns if somebody knows star trek they're most likely to know the next generation it was kind of voyager and deep space nine had their fans but um i you know i would just assume and i don't have any anything to back this up, but I would just assume that next generation is the most popular. Um, I mean, they didn't make any movies from Voyager deep space nine. So I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. Based
0: on that alone. Right.
1: I mean, I, 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 well, and those were still, even, even if you say next generation, I still throw, you know, uh, deep space nine Voyager into, into the next generation lump because they're all the same time right there they're, that's they're the same that's federation they're the same the, yeah. characters they're set crossover. in the same time
0: era and they were you know they they aired you know overlapping i don't think uh next generation and voyager were on at the same time but both were on while deep space 9 was starting and finishing
1: and and they're both all ensemble casts they're mm-hmm. you know the, the, yeah so they're all that's next generation kind of time right uh, it's funny I'm sure someone's out there saying like, "Well, that's it's just as the they said in Battlestar, this has all happened before, this will happen again." Type stuff. It's like uh, there was the original series, then the new kid on the block came around, and people were like, "Oh, the, the you know, I miss the real Trek, which is the old stuff." And then so when they relaunch it, they do use the quote unquote real Trek, and they use that source mm-hmm. material as stuff, and now that's the normal Trek, right? And all the 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 new Trek, people are you know now aging up and saying no real star trek is next generation right and all you whippersnapper kids like this abrams verse which isn't real trick. and then they now they go back and start making next generation content again just like they hmm. remade right you know what i'm saying kind of doing yeah. that loop type stuff and who <laughs> knows maybe in 10 15 more years they'll go back to oh we need to have kirk stuff again you know so and then it all kind of loops around its own self uh who who, who knows but um, I do like the discovery. It, I'll give discovery credit for trying to be its own thing. Uh, I'll do that. And I give credit for, um, strange new worlds possibly being its own thing, but I don't know. It's still going to be tied to, to Pike and and uh, right. Uh, uh, here's
0: Spock. a, here's a, here's a thought I had while you were running through that. Yeah. Uh, because when, and I don't really know about this, there are documentaries. I've had one on my Netflix list for years it's probably off netflix by now but um there were like you know not protests but the fan equivalent of protests when next generation came out and to be fair first season of next generation was rough but, yeah,
1: yeah not not um, good as the words i'll use yeah
0: yeah i mean you know encounter at farpoint is this whole weird thing but like compare that to it and i mean i guess that's not that different from some of the stuff they did in the original series but anyway john delancey was
1: the best parts of season one (laughs) yeah
0: yeah, he's great um do you think that discovery is more different from next generation than next generation was from original series yes i kind of think so too and it's maybe not a fair comparison there's more Time is there more time? Yeah, I think more time has elapsed between the two things, but we've also had yeah. stuff in between, right? We've had Deep Space Nine and Voyager, which, as we said, were about the same time. We had Enterprise yeah. that people want to pretend that never happened, and we had you know the Abrams movies, and we had all the next generation movies. Um, but the I don't know, Discovery it almost connects in a little bit with some of the stuff from the Abrams movies, or Burst, whatever yeah. you want to call those, because it's because the special effects make it a lot more actiony and a lot more, um, you know, uh, space adventure, um, kind of stuff with the things they can do with, with visual effects now. Um, yeah. but I mean, you know, as I said, when we were talking about season one, of discovery when it was airing like moving from an ensemble cast to just focusing on this one person um is is very different from from any i mean yeah all all of star trek before that was ensemble cast
1: well that that is 50 percent of it i think you're 100 yeah. you hit that right there that's 50 percent. the other 50 percent that makes it markedly different the next generation or the rest is that it's serial that yeah. it's not it's not a an episodic thing where you're going and exploring different things out in the universe and meeting new races and right. dealing with those yeah. things. You're not, you're, you're on one storyline when and it's all about Klingons, right? It's all about right. the Klingons or right. it's all and, about this sphere, you know?
0: And they had done that, you know, next generation had two parters. Um, yeah. You know, Voyager was, was k- kind of one ongoing story, but they would still meet people along the way. Deep space nine, was more of an ongoing story, Um, but not not to the event, not to the extent that uh, Discovery was. Discovery was like a modern, like Lost or any other um, um, serialized story. Where, yeah, and so yeah, I agree. I, and I, know, I, agree. I don't want to
1: knock. I don't want to knock that. I don't want to say that that's that's terrible. Or if you're a Discovery, just center, in terms of like what makes it the different, new Trek. Yeah, that, say, um, I'm using air quotes here, new Trek. I'm not putting that down because I'm an old fuddy daddy who likes the old uh, next generation, which I do. And I am that. But um, it's just that it's I'm I'm, you and I are both trying to point out that there are differences here in those kind of things. And, you know, you can like this one and that be what you like of it. Um, So, you know, having that having that experience of me being next generation person and not not being a big, uh, you know, original series uh, fan, I, I get it. I can see that now with the hindsight being 2020, 20, and I don't want to be that kind of person for people who like the new <laughs> Discovery Trek now. Sure, I personally sure. won't necessarily like it for whatever reasons I don't like it that much or as much. Um, but I can totally see how a generation or people not exposed to X, Y, or Z can watch this thing with the kind of t- television that's being shown today and say, this fits in my kind of way I watch TV,
0: and right. I like it. Right, right. and actually, that. the yeah. the the episodic format is a little bit how um, Ted Lasso is. It's really a lot of it. Like there are ongoing mm-hmm. elements, but there are really, you know, sort especially in season two. It wasn't maybe quite as much in season one, but I think that that bringing it down that way, which is not new, you know, if you've been listening to the show, we've made these same uh, comparisons or or observations before. Um, I think that's one of the big reasons that that Lower Decks is so appealing. And of course, it always being kind of fun, throwing in a lot of, you know, gratifying Easter eggs and stuff keeps that, but it is very episodic, and it's an ensemble cast. It's not huge, but it's, you know, there are four, five, you know, characters, uh, uh, just like all of the Trek series as we know before, and it's one of the reasons that makes me optimistic for Strange New Worlds. But as always, we'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I. I'm actually that's the the most new Trek that I'm most excited about, just because I like I like the cast so much. I mean, they they clearly yeah. love what they're doing.
0: Because um, because Picard was serial too, like and yeah, and very yeah. focused on one person. And not
1: not saying that serial can be bad. It was just it just felt now my hindsight feeling is the word is we use a terrible word oppressive it feels very <sighs> forced is a kind of feeling right yeah i mean the, the story
0: of picard is very is very dark and and kind of pessimistic which is
1: yeah yeah revolving. yeah you like if you, we talked about you said ted lasso like ted lasso season one will say had had a through season season theme i i mentioned that he this is the story of how he took a team from where it was to where it is in one season with you know where they went as a as a as a team right and and how he mm-hmm. did that, but that was the through line, but it didn't feel like every episode I had to be making inroads towards that goal. It never felt like that right sure. that was the story, but every episode was its own story, and what mm-hmm. the Star Trek movies would would be discovery or um uh Picard when we'd watch it with our buddy Justin. Uh, we'd often hear him say things very rightfully like, it's just not moving or it's just not going forward or nothing happened. You know, like, mm-hmm. no. If if, it, if a story is told right, like like I want to be told, then it, whatever happened was just the the good episode. If a little bit pushed it forward, that's fine. But that's not what we're seeing. Discovery and Picard mm-hmm. have to be about the primary objective all the time, which makes it feel a little oppressive, a little needing to do that, a little, you know, like disappointed if it doesn't
0: yeah Uh, i want i want more things to care about or be interested in in a given episode
1: maybe yeah yeah right i like i like that dennis i like that you said that i I like i'd like to have more than just the main story right Right. i'd like like to have a whole lot of that
0: you want Uh, you want some side quests and you maybe maybe level up your beast tribe uh reputation and um do some do some profession trade skills I mean MMOs now. All right, we should wrap up. Right, right. We're running long. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness,
1: are we really? We always do that. We,
0: we do, we, we do. So we, next we, week we we're watching it. Aliens.
1: And and cool. and you're gonna try you're gonna try and, and, and squeeze in Free Guy at some point, right? Is that what, what we're doing?
0: Maybe I've got a, <laughs> got a busy schedule in the next couple of weeks, and uh, my sisters went and watched it without me, but uh, we'll see.
1: I I I. Uh, I say it, and and I I know I hate pumping up your expectations, but if you like Ted Lasso, you like Free Guy. How's that? <laughs> and that, right that's on. the best way I can I can I can describe the character on that show is Ted is Ted Lasso. Okay, N- not not as jokey, but sure, good, right? So yeah. All right. Uh, cool. Yeah. And you were uh, also been watching that show mayor of East town. I know you've been wanting to tell him about, so I'm, I'm going to, I don't, I'm going I'm to let you review that and talk to me about that. Yeah, so We'll, we'll we're, get that next week.
0: We're, we're almost done with it. So I'll tell you about it next week. Great. Cool. All right. You've been listening to the front porch. This has been episode 209. Thanks as always to our friends at geek scholars, movie news and LRM online. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with suggestions for things that we should watch review or discuss, uh, you can do that via email. That address is frontporchpod, all one word, at gmail.com. Or if you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, there is a contact form there. You can use their comment boxes on all the episodes if you want to, I don't know, comment on stuff. If we get stuff wrong, which I'm sure we do every week. Uh, and there's also the list of movies that we have in our, in no particular order, uh, queue of, of things to watch if you want to check that out. If you enjoyed The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on all of the places you get podcasts, or the one place. I assume you don't have multiples. And while you're there, if you want to leave us a review, that would be great. As always, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.